Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself, Subhit, and this is the AEW Dynamite review for November 4th, 2020. And I'm joined by Abhishek Aneja, aka Abby Maniac. What's up, Abby? I'm absolutely fine, Subhit. How about you? I'm doing good, but I'm still a little tired as fuck. I can understand after watching the show and making the notes and that, that is what this thing is we have to do that that is what we love and i can understand that but you would be very uh, you can say excited as uh, i am with regards to the card of uh, full gear yeah and for that reason we are about to do a prediction uh, for the paperio 2 Yes, that would be at the end of this review. Yes, and but back to my point that I'm tired as fuck, and by next week I believe I'll be dead because I'll be watching back to back wrestling pay per views. Oh, all right. So, uh, what did you uh, think about Dynamite this week, the go home show for uh, Full Gear? Uh, it was decent, I should say. Uh, the fact is that uh, there was more focus as it should be on the video packages and, of course, the storytelling with regards to the pay-per-view. So I guess they did their part to the best of their ability. And the segment involving John Moxley and Eddie Kingston was fantastic. I also agree on that same point because uh, I can say that the wrestling on the show was uh, not that strong. Uh, but uh, yeah, I will agree that uh, the video packages, the promos, they were excellent. Yes, and that was a point actually for the go home show that you have to sell the pay-per-view. That you have to make the fans watch. Uh, Regardless that you have to get the fans there or you have to get them to watch, uh, get the pay-per-view or order the pay-per-view on Fight or BR Live. So they did their job with regards to all the uh, feuds that are there except the NWA World uh, Women's World Championship match. Uh, there was no uh, mention of that and... We can understand that because it is a two-hour show and that uh, the said match is of a partner promotion. So they didn't uh, give much of the airtime this week. They did give it uh, last week. So understandable. So in this week's uh, Dynamite, we had uh, MJF and Wardlow uh, facing Sammy Guevara and Ortiz. Uh, Young Bucks uh, faced Private Party. Uh, we also had Miro versus Trent. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley had a face-to-face. -face. The bastard uh, Pat he broke his silence. And the main event was Cody and the Gun Club versus the Dark Order, and so much more. But before that, if you are new to this channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam of Wrestling cover all pro wrestling uh, related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. 
and also make sure to stay with us till the end as we'll be doing predictions for full gear so um this week's dynamite kicks off with chris jericho so he was being interviewed uh, he starts off by congratulating jake hager for his uh, recent win in bellator in comes mjf uh, he talks about the problems uh, between them uh, recently and says he doesn't want um, any issues or problems so jericho says that mjf has everything except that killer instinct that the inner circle has uh, jericho calls mjf soft so after that uh, jericho joins the commentary team as we had the first match of the night it was MJF and Wardlow versus Sammy Guevara and Ortiz. So Wardlow and Ortiz uh, begin the match. Uh, Wardlow was dominating early on. So tag made to MJF as uh, Ortiz was isolated in their corner. Uh, MJF is working on the arm of Ortiz. Uh, tag to Wardlow, he continued the attack as MJF, MJF was tagged uh, back in. Uh, at one point, MJF was, uh, almost hit Wardlow. Uh, this allowed Ortiz to hit an enziguri on MJF. A tag made to Guara. Uh, he runs wild on MJF and Wardlow with some kicks and knee strikes. Uh, he hits dives on both Wardlow and MJF. Uh, back in, MJF was uh, set up on the top. Uh, Wardlow takes out Guara. Uh, Ortiz with a drop kick to Wardlow. Uh, MJF with a double footstop on the arm of Ortiz. Uh, Ortiz makes a comeback. Uh, he close lines Wardlow to the outside. So we had a little stare down between uh, Guara and MJF. Uh, quick, uh, quick exchanges from both men. Uh, MJF with a thumb to the eye. Uh, Guara with the knee strike and the GTS for a two count. Uh, double team moves on Wardlow. Uh, Guara and Ortiz tried, uh, tried for a double superplex on MJF. Uh, Wardlow was back, uh, back up and we get a Tower of Doom spot. Uh, Wardlow hits the F10 on Ortiz. Uh, Guara breaks the pin with a uh, uh, prox splash. Uh, Guara uh, takes MJF to the outside. So Matt Hardy was uh, wearing a Serpentico mask. Uh, so he swings a chair at Guara. Uh, back in, MJF got the sort of the year submission on Ortiz for the win. And that was it. It was a decent match. So the so what they did was they tried to uh, make uh, Guara look like a baby face here which has been the story uh, lately regarding him. And yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty much it. Uh, what did you think about this match? Yes, uh, I also uh, would agree with the sentiment with regards to Guevara. He had a ton of offense, uh, which is very, which was very babyface-esque. And yes, it was a good match and it was a good victory. And with regards to the rundown and the story of the match it was basically that ortiz and uh, and guevara uh, did not want mjf to be the part of their family their faction inner circle they said it outright so that is why this match was uh, basically scheduled for this broadcast and also MJF versus Chris Jericho is booked for full gear. If MJF wins, he would be a part of their faction. So basically, Jericho is. Uh, it is also an advantageous position for Jericho that uh, Ortiz and Guevara can soften MJF up for uh, more 
him up basically for their leader jericho for a quick night at the pay per view so to speak and mjf uh, initially was wrestling quote unquote smart as we saw him getting any piece of the action only when his opponent was grounded and wounded wardlow was doing all of the dirty work as they isolated otis in their corner and basically pummeled him and sammy gavara looked sharp in his offense as i just said uh, tonight with his knee strikes and he showcased his unmatched athleticism in the process and he had his eye on mjf it looked very you can say intense between those two maybe we could have a feud between those two competitors down the line we have to see or maybe some program maybe some tiff between the two uh, we have to see that and uh, basically guara wanted to beat mjf up bad and uh, there was one time that guara hit a 450 springboard polish hammer on the outside on on mjf that was fucking insane that looked insane but he got psyched out by as you said his opponent who is about to face him at full gear matt hardy with a sabu esque steel chair shot he was psyched and mjf logged in the salt of the earth pujiwara ambar on otis to get the victory and this was followed Uh, by the attack that was the top rope drop kick to the arm by mjf thus inflicting more pain to the already injured body part and you just mentioned that mjf was uh, relentlessly attacking the said arm uh, i catch that i only saw the drop kick spot when he was targeting the arm so probably was otis selling that uh, arm so much that it was apparent to the viewer that it is hurt or not i am asking no. you no i so they did i think uh, basic working on the arm like they start the match off in that uh, okay. in that way Mm-hmm. and there and there was not a lot of selling from otis too mhm so the, that that is a problem with regards to that then uh, it just the only offense which was just you can say just out, uh, which blasted to the viewer that uh, it literally injured otis or it was of much impact was that drop kick to the arm from the top rope that was the only thing that uh, was apparent to me i didn't see any of the other stuff which you picked up because if it were there uh, ot's should have sold it to the camera and to the audience as well that mjf is targeting his arm and he would be doing that uh, to conquer uh, the victory with the fujiwara amba that is the salt of the earth his uh, finishing maneuver so it is bad on the part of otis basically uh, and 
as uh, i have already written that they should have accentuated the said injury a bit more but they had to fill the time up with their indie quote unquote spots so who am i to say basically nonetheless it was a good match and a good victory to going in the pay per view of course against the demo god chris jericho and post match uh, first you have to uh, run down a bit what happened post match post match uh, mjf uh, asked jericho whether he still soft or not and he attacks him on commentary as uh, the inner circle and mjf uh, sorry i said mjf uh, wardlow separate them and that was yes. it i can say that it was uh, you can say mission accomplished on the part of mjf as he showed his quote unquote killer instinct uh with the post match attack on jericho sitting on the commentary booth uh they were uh, they are now fighting each other at full, full gear so maybe it, uh what we saw in the match and what he did post match just you know ramming him to the said posters and things and it shows an instinct to do anything necessary to win so probably it says to the viewer that yes whatever they said in the uh, interaction pre match they accomplished it they did it so there was consistency in the storytelling so to speak speaking about the demo god so he recently got in trouble in on twitter regarding something he said on, something he said regarding the current elections that is going on in the united states so thoughts on that i basically i have uh, no thoughts regarding it basically uh, people have different opinions or difference of opinion and it is 2020 it is the sjw era so the thing is people want a narrative or an opinion to be the same as theirs if it is anything different or it is uh, anywhere close to uh, different from their mind so it creates a reaction so i i do not have any opinion against it if he endorses someone if he endorses that uh, right wing guy i have no problem if he endorses someone from the left wing it is his choice it is his personal choice so whatever he does it is his problem i have to only concentrate on the wrestling realm what he does in wrestling he also was criticized for his uh concert thing it happened concert thing and then many news came about afterwards and stuff like that it is his personal matter and also the people who attended that concert basically so it is very you can say an opinionated based thing so basically i do not want to judge anyone basically not the people who are uh, triggered by it and not even chris jericho and not even any other 
people who are criticizing him or even who are loving the fact that what he says is right so basically have an opinion do what you want basically i have nothing against you please do your thing be at peace at this time there are uh, in many countries it is happening that uh, mandates are going on uh, mandatory stuff is happening and people's fundamental rights are being you know questioned so it 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 is making a lot of a lot of people angry or questioning their stuff or many and many people are just accepting that that yes it is for our own good so it is your opinion it is your life so do as it may please do not force your beliefs and what your opinion is on others and troll other people on social media saying that you are stupid and you are this you are that it is his opinion maybe he is endorsing someone based on his wealth that it would benefit his wealth his tax bracket stuff like that we do not even know that what his reasoning is with regards to the stuff that he does so please if you love to troll if you love to get a reaction please do it i have no problem against it but with regards to being at peace being sane and doing my job and just growing as a person it is what it is i have no opinion or even hate or love with regards to this thing the political stuff or anything other than wrestling with regards to chris jericho back to dynamite we are the uh, interview segments for both uh, kenny omega and hangman page uh, shivani was interviewing omega in a house uh, so he was playing with a dog um, important note here uh, that was not his house and that was not his dog <laughs> so omega said he was uh, he has uh, relo- relocated temporarily to focus on the tournament uh, he said um, um yeah so he said he, uh, he could have used his powers to ask tony khan for a easy buy in the tournament but he instead decided to go through the entire um, tournament uh, omega said that uh, he was actually expecting warlord to be in the finals uh, omega talks about excelling in every tournament he has ever been in and confidently says he's going to win and go on to be aw world champion So on the other hand, we had JR. Uh, so he was interviewing Hangman Adam Page. So Page had his usual uh, drink in his hand. Um, he asked Page whether he's uh, nervous about facing Ken- Kenny Omega in the finals. Um, Page said he that he's prepared and he's gonna beat Omega. And if he doesn't win, then he will have nothing except for this glass of whiskey. Hmm. Yep. it is it is it is good stuff with regards to uh, you can say that first we saw kenny being um, self obsessed prick uh, so to speak and patting himself on the back kind of guy and saying in the camera that 
you all know my track records in the tournaments and if you are uh, an, basically an intelligent person and the betting odds are there that who would you pick basically i am basically a clear winner and i was basically uh, when i joined this promotion i was ex expected from the fans to be the world champion so to speak to carry this promotion on my back just like i did in my uh, latter days in japan when i won the iwgp heavyweight championship i was not the face but still he was the critical he was the face for the english viewers so that is what his point of view is that he is on a pedestal and he is a step many steps above hangman adam page and he it is easy that he is going to basically win and on the contrary we see hangman page fucking alcoholic he says in his sit down interview that this opportunity on sunday is the closest that he has uh, ever gotten to the world championship ever since the inception of the uh, promotion he didn't become the first ever champion he he didn't become the face of the company there was a lot of talk uh, at the start of the promotion that hangman adam page would be the face of this company the face for the younger audience so it didn't happen basically so if he loses as you said if he loses against the tournament specialist can you make i guess at full gear he doesn't know what to do except his routine of being a drunk and suppressing his pain and feelings we had miro versus trent so the back uh, back story of this match was uh, other than the breaking of arcade machines uh, there is also some uh, story between these two as uh, it was said that miro was the young boy for trent when they were in fcw am i right wow 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 that i didn't know <laughs> so um so before the match even began uh, miro talks some shit to trent uh, even bringing up uh, sue's name so trent got pissed <laughs> and drop kicks miro so miro blocks a tornado dt uh, miro with a overhead suplex this gets a two count uh, miro is in control dominating trent Cape uh, Sabian tries to interfere, but he gets chased to the back by Chuck. Back in Miro, in uh, Miro is in offense until Trent tried for a comeback, but gets sent to the outside. Uh, Orange Cassidy tries to cheer Trent. Uh, Penelope Ford uh, stops him and is slapped to the face. Cassidy loses his glasses, so what he does? He takes uh, Penelope Ford's glasses and puts it on. So after that, Dark Order, uh, led by John Silver, attack uh, Cassidy. Uh, referee sends all of them to the back. Back in Trent makes a big comeback. Uh, finally, trying to knock down Miro. Uh, Miro misses his splash in the corner. 
Trent with a roll up for two, for a two count. Uh, Trent with uh, he went for a running knee, but Miro catches him and slams him to the mat. Uh, Miro misses a Maska kick. Uh, Trent with another roll up for a two count. Miro to the outside. Uh, Trent with a dive back in. Uh, Trent hits a Busaiko running knee for a two count. Uh, Trent went for a springboard but tripped, uh, and um, Miro was able to capitalize, uh, hitting the Maska kick and the game over for the win, and that was it. So the match was decent, even though there were some uh, outside drama. Uh, both men looked good, but uh, still, even but even though uh, Miro had a good showing here, I'm still not uh, interested. In this Miro and Sabian pairing, they have going on. Uh, but what did you think about this match? Uh, this was a competitive match, so uh, there was uh, no problem with regards to that. And I can understand your skepticism with regards to this uh, pairing. But they have tried to do this pairing with regards to. A real thing, uh, being in real, uh, the gamers, they both like gaming, they both like streaming, so that is why they have put themselves together, and maybe it could uh, manifest into something good in the future. They just have to give them something uh, concrete and basically have them uh, build some camaraderie or something like that to make it work right now what we saw in this match was basically uh, two men who were fighting their own fights uh, and it i can understand but yes for the times to come uh, we can give them a little slack Probably it would uh, be a little better as the time progresses and they are given uh, a slightly better opportunity or a slightly better story to sink their teeth into. Probably it would be better. But nonetheless, uh, basically, as you said, trend destroyed. Kip Sabian's arcade machine, which Miro got him as a gift ringside when best friends faced FTR for the gold. The bout started off with the classic mom insult, which uh, Miro basically, which gets Trent all riled up. Sabian takes care, or I should say, Chucky T takes care of Kip Sabian in the midst of the match by engaging in a brawl. And they go through the crowd to the backstage, and we are left with Penelope and Cassidy ringside. And there was a point with Jericho again that Jericho meant to say the term trash to Cassidy, but the sequence of words just created a whole another story. Uh, to the viewers and to the commentators, it uh, it got to their head that Jericho was saying the term trash with regards to Penelope, which was not the case. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but if it were 
WWF attitude era, it would have just passed. No, no nothing, not to worry. But we are living in the SGW era. So the thing is, the sequence of words just created a whole another story, which led to the commentators calming him down. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it, basically. And we came back from the break and uh, we get to know that we had a run-in from the Dark Order with John Silver leading the charge and ambushing his full gear opponent, Orange Cassidy, which is good. You are building your match for the pay-per-view. It is great stuff. Basically, as I just said, a great competitive match. Uh, at the end, Trent slipped up on the top rope. Unnecessary risk and paid for it as Miro capitalized while locking him in the game over submission that is basically the camel clutch for the victory. And th there was a, also a post-match interaction. Yeah, so uh, Miro uh, continued the assault on Trent until uh, Chuck came for the save. Uh, Savian takes out Chuck, so Miro cuts a promo on Trent, uh, still talking shit to him and his mother. Uh, Orange Cassidy is back, takes out Miro and Sabian with a dive, and that was it. <laughs> How the hell that he comes <laughs> from? <laughs> Where the hell? <laughs> now, I could I can see a possible tag team match or basically uh, maybe even a trios match between the two teams uh, could be uh, on the horizon and Kip and Trent also intensified their animosity with their interactions during the match and also post-match and basically how can we forget about pockets orange cassidy I guess uh, I guess he would be facing Miro in singles action down the line, it seems. But I am uh, a little bit skeptical that it may lead to a halt in the momentum for Miro because if they both uh, fight it out fairly in singles action, we all know that Pockets would get the victory and not Miro, which is bad considering that we are just getting started with Miro and getting to know uh, him and what he is capable of in the ring. And regardless of if you are a WWE fan or an AEW fan or a wrestling fan, but you have to build him up in the new promotion. So nonetheless, what the situation is with regards to these two groups, it is good. We have to see what happens next. Hey, uh, I, I just wanted to cl uh, clarify something. Uh, Where aren't we supposed to get uh, Scorpio Sky versus uh, who the hell is that guy? Sean Spears. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Spears this week? Uh, I guess probably yes, but they thought that uh, full gear is more important. And they filled it up with uh, backstage segments 
and interview segments which are basically uh, more important for the build of the pay-per-view so it is understandable but yes it is bad on the part of uh, the booking team that they just they announced it beforehand last week and they didn't get it through this week or will they add it to the buy in they they can if the time uh, gives in the only uh, match they have in the buy in is the nwa women's championship alison k versus serena deeb so if there is time they can if they cannot they would probably book it on the next dynamite so um we had team taz coming out so taz is pissed because why not uh, <laughs> he said he waited 3 hours outside tony khan's office but finds out that uh, tk is busy uh, taz said he was forced to come out here with a live mic uh, he talks about the ranking system that uh, aw is doing right now uh, he said uh, both of his men uh, have won their last uh, 10 to 11 matches in a row Uh, but cage is ranked number 1 while uh, starks is not even ranked uh, starks got on the mic he said he has proven his worth in aw and he is mad that he is not uh, ranked uh, starks mentions how they are, how they don't even have a match at the pay per view uh, taz then calls out cody and darby allen uh, he says they both will he says just like cody uh, uh, He said, just like Cody, uh, even Team Taz has done the work, but it looks like Team Taz is getting work. He said, <laughs> he said there will be a FTW presence at Full Gear, and that was it. A uh, great promo by Taz here, and it's clear either Cage or Starks will be in the contention for TNT Championship after Full Gear. Hmm. i agree and it is also uh, you can say fair and logical because this thing we were uh, saying that uh, and we discussed it on our review when it was announced that darby allen is getting a tnt title shot just out of nothing that he is getting a title shot and Darby's situation with Team Taz was unfinished. So uh, basically, this only seems logical that they would be ringside or in the shadows lurking. So it is good. It is logical. And whatever happens, if Darby Allen wins, uh, then. he would be facing one of the members of team taz probably first starks or uh, probably and then uh, brian cage or maybe straight up brian cage cause he has beaten uh, ricky starks in their last bout so and any other thing with regards to that no that's it and they i should i give this or should i not uh, there is a rumor basically 
with regards to a legend coming in making his presence felt at the pay per view uh, it he could be there he could not be there but the appearances the shenanigans of darby allen in the arena it is quite very well indicating that that guy might be uh, of some impact at uh, full gear or maybe he could be of some importance in the said story probably so should i say his name or uh, it, it would just ruin it for the fans i don't know that guy coming to an aw pay-per-view is like uh, cm punk going back to wwe uh but the fact is that uh, there has been also a thing that his merchandise shop has been removed at wwe shop too there, there was also a thing uh, recently so it may happen it may not happen but the thing is if it happens it could be great that he has a legit good match uh, probably not against darby allen of course uh, if he has a match it would be against a safe storytelling guy and it would most probably be cody rhodes so let's just see what happens we are not uh, we have said enough but we would not uh, say his name to ruin it of course let's say it for the <laughs> yes so uh, we had a private party versus the umbugs uh, this went around 13 minutes uh, matt hardy was out with private party but he gets taken out by guara who hit a twist of fate on the ramp so match begins uh, nick and quen uh, start Uh, nick is working on the uh, arms of quen followed by a big arm drag of the ropes uh, tag match to matt uh, tag match to cassidy the bucks are in control as we see double team moves on cassidy uh, the bucks did a dive on quen and cassidy on the outside um, matt was favoring his injured leg here uh, back in private party made a comeback uh, double team moves on nick they send the bucks to the outside and they hit dives dives of their own At one point, Nick was trying to avoid gin and juice, but Private Party was able to hit their finisher. Uh, Matt Matt was able to break up the pin, even though he was favoring his leg. Uh, Quinn misses a shooting star and gets a spear from Matt. Uh, Bucks were going for the Melzer driver here, and they did their whole reversal spot. Uh, Matt and Cassidy got some great near falls here. At the end, it was the Bucks hitting the BTE trigger on Cassidy for the win. and that was it so basically this match was not meant to be a great great match of the night but instead they had a very basic tv match i think it could be then the bucks saving uh, something for the pay per view uh, mm-hmm. what did you think about this match yes it it was a, a decent match and uh, it was competitive it didn't look like uh, even a single team was at a stretch at an advantage of the other team so 
and at one point i was kind of surprised that uh, the commentator excalibur said that matt jackson has uh, injured in the initial part of the uh, match itself that he was injured and ftr targeted his right knee but then the match went on i saw matt jackson favoring his left leg so i said what the fuck is happening that either the commentator is out of it or i guess matt jackson is maybe out of it that he doesn't remember that which leg they uh, targeted last week so i just said probably it is the left knee commentators and uh, should have a better i uh, view and uh, knowledge of this that what happened last week and the competitors also should take note of this so that's also a critical point of your story so it it is just bad i should say and with regards to the story between these two teams uh, that was that private party have beaten the bucks in the first round to crown the first ever tag team champions young bucks pinned private party in the fatal four way match to crown the number one contenders for the ftr strap for uh, full gear isaiah cassidy the guy who got pinned had challenged the pinfall that one of his shoulders was up that is why private party have been given this opportunity to compete against the young bucks this was what excalibur said in his commentary with regards to the story and why was this match booked for this show so that's it and matt jackson was attacked and injured post the aforementioned fatal four way bout by ftr and tally blanchard they attacked his i don't know right leg or left leg thereby softening him up for their bout at full gear and then of course the added stipulation self imposed let's let's let's, Matt, let's 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 save it for the predictions that part the stipulation okay. okay mhm all right so with regards to the match it was a competitive uh, match as i just said the gin and juice pinfall attempt was close was close as fuck and the callback to the last two bouts in aw to their last two bouts was insane with the roll up exchange sequence i literally thought in the moment that this time it was going to be private party and but alas basically bucks sealed it with the super kick and the bte trigger that was what happened in the match and there was also a post match interaction so uh, the bucks were celebrating but out comes ftr and tail blanchard so they once again attack uh, the bucks uh and they were once again about to injure uh, matt's injured leg um but in comes uh, hangman page for the save followed by kenny omega 
um so omega and page had a little face off and that was it yes uh, with regards to this i uh, just a little clarification they were trying to injure his other leg did they yes yes okay this this time uh, they had the other leg because the fact is this was the leg which he was not favoring in my opinion he was not favoring probably it is a whole cluster fuck let's just forget it basically they are not good at selling we have just said it <laughs> except what the back injury <laughs> oh let's let's just uh, skip over this let's shit. talk about uh, the face to face between john moxley and eric kingston mm-hmm. so tori shivani was out to host uh, this face to face um so what happened was tony khan had announced that if there was any physical altercation here then their title match is off the pay per view uh, kingston is out first he tells shivani to hold the mic properly uh moxley was out next kingston tells shivani to get out get out of the ring uh, both men are literally face to face kingston says it's, it's because of this championship that his mother doesn't have a grandkid and a daughter in law and said that he is taking the title of moxley at the pay per view um, moxley got the mic he said how kingston has been disrespectful disrespectful towards his loyalty uh, moxley said that he was happy for kingston and his mother whom he had promised something a promise that kingston could keep uh, moxley talked about kingston's 18 year journey so kingston had heard enough and he walks away uh, moxley ended by saying that he will make him say i quit at full gear so i didn't cover it a lot here but uh, i can say that this was really a great segment i would say it was very similar to the promo that cody cut last year in terms of the realism and uh, how it sounded like it it came straight from the heart uh, what did you think about this segment yes uh, it it felt so much uh, there was so much real stuff and it just resonated and many uh, i should say i really felt that emotion and maybe even uh, many viewers would have felt that emotion the fact is the 18 year journey and now getting an opportunity for the world championship basically it is a a payday and uh, of sorts and you get that pay you get that prestige you get that recognition it is huge and the fact that the the words and the stuff that was said between the two and the history that they have been together before and then dean ambrose got the opportunity uh in wwe basically he went to fcw got the opportunity and got to the top he was the world champion there and now he is here he is the world champion here eddie kingston was scrapping scratching in the independent scene he didn't get any of that 
he was recently in nwa power and that was the only thing and he has re- wrestled in various other promotions evolve progress and other promotions so basically he has uh, he had to scrap scratch for everything still after 18 years of doing that work being a killer on the microphone basically and he gets the fan invested and even in this promo when he just left he said that i am going to kill you basically what he said i will cut you i will kill you and you will have to basically kill me to get the victory so it is real raw emotion coming out in the promo that is what basically gets the fan invested when real meets real and when there is that much intensity and you can channel that outside and you can get the fan invested and there is stake involved that is the aw world championship and it is the i guess the main event of the pay per view so and it is an i quit match so the stakes are even higher that one of the guys have to say the words i quit and both the guys have been uh, in hardcore matches death death match and you can expect anything and everything from this match it it could be insane and of course the other matches also on the card this pay per view could be one of the best basically that aw have ever given till date probably the only thing that is missing would be the fans in attendance that also is now restricted to uh, now being bumped to 1000 but it could very well be one of the best shows probably speaking about the best we had a video package from the bastard pack so he was in some uh, so you were seen some location watching dynamite uh, he talks about being in isolation for the last 7 months and said as the days pass by he is getting better stronger and more obsessed basically saying that he wants to murder someone and i think that someone is going to be eric kingston who took away the lucha bros from him that is what it, it seems so it is great that uh... it seems logical obviously it seems logical and when he comes back it it would be great uh, he is one of the best pro wrestlers uh, on the planet and he would be a, a welcome addition when he comes back to compete on aw television speaking over lucha bros so the, we will get another phoenix versus penta match next week great we are the natural nightmares uh, they were being interviewed until uh, the bunny comes out she said she has maxed out all of qt marshall's credit card 
then the butcher and blade attack uh, natural nightmares left and left them laying in the uh, backstage so we getting <laughs> so we are getting another tag i think getting a tag team match between the two next week yes <laughs> great great simple and it's great no explanation no no explanation needed no nothing explanation the explanation which she did it was the same which excalibur said on commentary it was nothing more and nothing less so it just shows that how much investment these guys want in this story lack of discipline basically it shows the lack of effort we had nyla rose versus red velvet uh brandy rose was out with uh, red velvet I, i assume red velvet has also joined the nightmare family too it's pretty easy <laughs> who isn't <laughs> at this point so uh velvet started strong with a running drop kick and was working on rose in the corner uh rose got up runs through velvet uh velvet tried to get some offense but uh so she tried to knock down rose uh velvet on, was on the top rope uh, rose catches her and hits a beast bomb uh, rose then hits the tamashi uh, running knee strike for the win uh, which was done to mock shida who was ringside uh, vicky guerrero on the mic she calls out red velvet for aligning herself with brandy rose she says uh, brandy rose should be the chief bullshit officer of aw <laughs> <laughs> okay so wiki then talks some shit to shida telling her to enjoy the last 3 days as champion uh, shida had heard enough and grabbed wiki by the neck uh, shida and rose uh, brawled a little and that was it so what happened here was they teased something with brandy rose and nilo rose uh, after full gear and that was a little uh, interaction that uh, shida and uh, rose have before their uh, championship match at full gear hmm. it was basically oh, okay is that yes you have to get something uh, for the pay per view they did that and it is what it is so they didn't build anything for the women and the only competitive women the, uh, who were there competing though those were serena deeb thunder rosa and i guess uh, uh, brit baker is already uh, only right now engaging in enhancement talent matches because you have suggested it so it is on you basically so right now they just uh, came to the realization that we have a pay per view if we don't have a women's championship match of our company so it would look bad it would not be pc so what should we do so we should book the only woman who is competent enough who looks legit enough to challenge for the championship that would be nala rose 
so they just gave it up uh, on a silver platter and then the only interaction which we saw was today and it it was uh, not up to par in my opinion uh, whatever they did it's good uh, it's it's whatever they thought of that whatever they have to put in with regards to the said match i am more interested in watching the nwa women's championship match than the aw women's championship match to be very honest and there might be a title change here in the aw women's championship match because shida has had the belt for a long time so it there might be a change if there is a change good on them that there might be a change there would be more uh, different kind of matches and there would be different scenarios which could be played so a change would be good probably video package for darby allen so he got into a car that was spray painted and it was and it said uh, face of tnt um, we had a dude with a cody mask on nothing much here uh, and, and a cigar and a cigar don't yes, don't yes. forget that so he also had a cigar um, like you said it uh, was a nightmare cigar probably uh, i guess kazarian and uh, cody, cody did uh, yes they both did a thing with regards to that cigar so nothing much here uh, darby ran over this dude with a car yeah <laughs> <laughs> so much quality content courtesy of darby allen <laughs> but i am i am a little you can say happy with regards to darby allen that now he is not injuring himself now he is only breaking the law and maybe he would get jailed that is only the thing that he is doing right now he is not injuring himself he's not doing crazy stunts like a 5 year old kid he is injuring least, others in all serious in all seriousness at least they are doing the, this kind of stuff with professional stuntmen or stuff like this yes yes obviously and it was very you can say blatant the message it was not uh, you can say little shadowed or better produced or something like that no it was just out in the open get in the car smash the window get in the car and just run the guy over who is dressed as cody in the suit wearing a mask of cody and smoking the cigar so we had a main event uh, the main event was six man uh, a six man tag team match uh, we had cody and the gun club versus cold cabana john silver and 10 so this went 8 minutes uh, so can you help me with some of the highlights of this match because the one thing i got from this is that this match was uh, designed to put over austin gun who was the one who got the win here so what yes. happened in the match? Uh, with regards to this match, I didn't 
uh, you can say see uh, any of uh, the said you can say a uh, story being uh, you can say implemented in the ring it was just uh, going there and there it, just chaos it was just another match on the card it was there was not any sense of urgency or a sense of investment yes you are absolutely right it was basically done to introduce the gun club and introduce austin gun and to put over austin gun which i expect that uh, wherever he was in the ring he was impressive in my opinion and darby allen was sitting in the rafters and uh, darby uh, with regards to darby allen and cody rhodes they went to a time limit draw in their singles interaction in their first meeting dark order that is uh, basically 10 cody vans uh, john silver and cold cabana applied the isolation technique on austin gun and at the end austin gun hit the hip toss neck breaker that was called the quick draw which sealed the victory for their team and basically it was a great debut for austin gun and that's what all there was and they also they basically hyped the match the tnt championship match with cody and darby allen and also there was an interaction with regards to john silver and orange cassidy so there the that match is also on the card john silver versus orange cassidy john silver was uh, thinking of attacking all the members of the nightmare family in the post match uh, with the chair but uh, orange cassidy came and he just snapped away the chair and they had an interaction outside on the rampway so that's also great hyping their feud so i guess that was dynamite yes that was dynamite and at the end we had a promo from cody Rhodes hyping the uh, their their match cody Rhodes versus darby allen it was a little you can say real versus real a little uh, heartfelt but it, it didn't give much with regards to the show he said uh, something to the lines of the that darby you think that uh, i or and the tnt officials do not think that you are worthy of being the face of tnt and hold the tnt championship but uh, right now the only thing is uh, you are very talented at tnt would be happy to have you as the face but the only thing that is stopping you from being the tnt champion is me i am the ace of this company and you are not the ace that is uh, what he basically said 
that was dynamite <laughs> yeah like i said in the beginning it was a decent show mainly done everything involving this show was mainly done to hype uh, pulge and as it should and, yeah. and as it should and so let's get straight to the predictions for full gear yes full gear on so, saturday so as of now there are uh, nine matches on the card so expect the pay per view to be at least four or five hours oh including including the no at least uh, let's say four hours including the uh, buy in mhm all right So let's start with uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, which was originally in the buy-in, but they la- decided to put in the main card. Yes, uh, I am going with uh, the favorite Orange Cassidy. Uh, I guess that he would be winning the match as, as they have put so much in Orange Cassidy, and they have built him. uh up so much so i would expect orange cassidy to get a victory against john silver uh, but i can expect that there could be a post match interaction with the return of possibly brody lee i'm also going with orange cassidy and i th- and i think that they have put this match on the main card to let's say um, butter the young bucks because john silver is their friend no an- another point another point draw the being the lead fans to buy the paper view in all seriousness i think they want to focus uh, they wanted to p- give more focus on this match they are like like they felt putting out putting it in the buy in was little uh, unfair to them so why not uh, yes, I, uh, putting orange cassidy in the buy in yes it is bad of course no at least they have... uh, they, they could use at least uh, 8 to 10 minutes on the main card yes of course they have put in so much work with regards to orange cassidy they have put him uh, against the likes of cody against the likes of uh, chris jericho so he should not be pushed uh, to the buy in i i sort of agree with that and even uh, john silver could uh, benefit a lot from being on a main card match yes absolutely uh we have the nwa women's championship match uh, this was last moment decision from aw i guess serena deep versus alison k who you got uh i got serena deep as she has just won the nwa women's championship from thunder rosa at prime time live which is uh, being aired on pay per view by fight and it is basically a presentation of nwa and united uh, wrestling network uwn so i do not expect a title change this soon 
and yes uh, there is a thing with regards to alison k that she is now not under contract with nwa so she could be signing with any other promotion if she has a good showing or a great showing in the buy ins uh, maybe uh, aw could be interested in signing her uh in and okay so i'm picking alison k to win here uh mm-hmm. because like you said she's uh not signed with aw right now mm-hmm. so in that way you get the title of serena deep and serena deep can focus mainly on the aw women's title picture and mm-hmm. uh, so i'm uh, so for that reason i'm picking alison k and if uh, aw don't see this and don't sign alison k then i will say that tony khan is a idiot of a promotion stupid idiot <laughs> yes stupid idiot <laughs> all right uh, we uh, next we have uh, let's see the ultimate no it's not the ultimate it's the elite division match between matt hardy and sammy guevara but before i pick uh, a winner i uh, they could aw could have uh, moved this match from the pay per view and put it on a dynamite instead probably but, probably, uh, but yeah god but the stature of uh, matt hardy and the fact that they have to uh, book this as an end game of the feud then they booked it at a pay per view instead which is cool uh, no problem so who you got for this match mm. i expect sami guevara i expect sami guevara to win uh i'm picking matt hardy because uh, it it's his match it's the delicious type of match so i think he will go over and uh, uh seeing it a deletion type of match uh, we have seen the ultimate deletion match the final deletion match so i expect this elite deletion match to be great like the previous two uh, matches yes absolutely i agree so next we have uh, chris jericho and mjf uh, if mjf wins he joins inner circle mhm uh there are two scenarios to this either mjf is winning or mjf just uh, kicks jericho in the balls and says i don't give a fuck about your inner circle basically uh, and, and that is not a, a metaphor to his balls please uh, so, so you... i uh, i would go with mjf because i want a long stretched out story with regards to this feud that is why i am going with mjf winning the match i am also for this match i am going with mjf i will agree on that there will be some long term stuff 
and there is a major major possibility uh, like we predicted in the uh, dynamite reviews that mjf will take over inner circle maybe mm -hmm. that that could be good with regards to that yes then uh, chris jericho can transition into a baby face as he is basically a cool kind of a baby face as he is because he gets that sort of a reaction from the crowd besides his uh, stuff which he gets in, uh, in hot water with on twitter but uh, overall with the crowd yes he gets that reaction he is a baby face so in long term it could be great we have the AEW Women's Championship match, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. I think this is one one of uh, another match that they could have get uh, got out of the pay-per-view. But seeing it's a championship match, so I think AEW decided let's book this match anyways. So mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going with Nyla Rose because Shida did her stuff with the title and I think it's not progressing in terms yes. of uh, the booking and stuff so why not put the title back on nyla rose yes same i i agree i agree it would be a change and there would be fresh feuds and different scenarios and change is always good now um, they have done enough with shida we have the AW Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus the Young Bucks. Uh, if Bucks lose, they will never get an AW World Tag Team title match ever again. <laughs> and also, Terry Blanchard is banned from ringside. Uh, it's, it is being said on the Wikipedia page. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, mm -hmm. uh, oh, what will happen will the young bucks book themselves as a winner and say that we are the superior tag team or will it uh, with the ftr as a lengthy title reign and to withhold and maintain the prestige of the championship so this is the question uh, i would want uh, I would pick FTR to win. Uh, some shenanigans could be get there so as to prolong this feud. So right now I would go with FTR. I'm also going with FTR because uh, you have to remember that uh, the Young Bucks, they have something going on for the last uh, month or so, a change of attitude. Um, uh, mm -hmm. You know, the bringing back the old elite uh, along with Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. yes. So, on that basis, I think the FTR are winning this match. And speaking about the stipulation, what did you think when they announced it that it's going to be like this? Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Uh, why would they just? do it it's only their match uh, would have sold it enough just doing it with the sake of doing it cody has done it before 
we should do it again it, it makes it doesn't add anything more to the set match i don't know it didn't make sense even uh, there was an interaction with the commentators in between that why have they why have why has uh, matt jackson even said this or chosen this stipulation there wasn't even a clear answer they one guy said that there is added pressure so in added pressure they perform better what logic what logic is that added pressure there there is hundreds of things other than that i don't know no, yeah if, i also i also agree on your statement right there because it's one thing with cody what he did last year because we were emotionally invested uh, in cody's uh, storyline last year hmm. but not we are not feeling the same thing here with the bucks so the injury angle was oh, that was the only thing that was that they should have done this yes. felt a little forced i agree so uh, you're going with the ftr yes so i'm also picking ftr to win this match uh, we have the tnt championship match cody rhodes versus darby allen i am going with uh, darby allen winning this match and after also hearing what uh, cody said in his uh, promo to end the show i expect probably darby allen is winning this match and there even if there is some interaction with the said legend with the rumors are going around that his character or his persona personifies judgment or being right or doing things right and we have seen cody in the recent past doing things which were not right and uh, winning matches where there were interactions even with uh, arn anderson getting involved even with him uh, show showboarding and stuff like that so probably this would be the crowning moment of uh, darby allen so it would be would be good even i'm going with darby allen uh, we also need to consider that uh, they have a long history together cody and darby allen which i think they didn't uh, do justice uh, bringing that story on dynamite for the last 2 3 weeks yes they didn't uh, their first interaction they had a time limit draw and in in this uh, promo also which closed the show this uh, cody said that i was the one who batted for you and i was the one who pitched your name to the evps to sign you and uh, with the match w- which i had with you which was a time limit draw that was one of the things which really put you over with the said officials also so yes i i agree so maybe these things uh, would be accentuated in the 
program which is airing on friday countdown to full gear probably yeah so on on that basis like you stated i'm picking darby allen because it's a must win situation for him mm. yes yeah we have uh, hangman page versus kenny omega for the finals of the aw world championship tournament who you got uh i am going with kenny omega now it it has to be done now he has to become that guy who he was in japan it has to come to full manifestation so we have to see that that vicious side of him which would also uh, catalyst into the growth the uh, sympathy for hangman page in the coming time so i am picking kenny omega you know i am picking kenny omega because it looks like that's the obvious choice for uh, like omega is the obvious choice to take the title of moxley so i am also going with omega mm-hmm. yes the main event is john moxley versus eric kingston for the aw world championship uh, an aquit match uh, who you got uh, the thing is that whatever we think as fans that eddie kingston is great on the mic he kills it on the microphone his journey his 18 year old uh, journey from scratching and clawing in the indie scene and now being on uh, in one of the top uh, wrestling promotion in the world all elite wrestling that it is a great story and the things that he said uh, the likes of uh, not giving his mother a daughter in law a, a grandchild and it is a compelling story but the fact is that a promotion a worldwide renowned wrestling promotion would not have a guy like Eddie Kingston as their face as their face or even uh, a top champion so uh, i would not be uh, seen that Eddie Kingston would be winning this match john moxley would be retaining the championship but it would be an awesome match that i can expect they can put the title on kingston but i feel like this is not the time for it mm. yes, they that all... too. yeah what no that that too i agree but the obvious winner here has to be moxley so i'm going with john moxley to retain the title Yes. So those were the predictions for full gear. Yes. So before we leave, uh, where can these guys find you? Guys, you can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Abby Maniac A W B Y M A N I A C. And currently, I am working with an independent wrestling promotion here in India called Wrestle Square. I'm working with them as a commentator and as an on-screen talent. 
you can subscribe to their YouTube channel at Russell Square, and you can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Russell Square. You can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slam Up Debut, Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling. Our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based. And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slam Up Wrestling on Anchor and Spotify as well. This was the AEW Dynamite review, and we'll see you guys next time.